0: we radical change
1: Church, welcome. Come on, let's just stand. We're going to get ready to worship right now. Come on, we serve a good God, amen. Come on, we're going to sing. We're going to put our hands together. We're going to sing. We're going to dance. We're going to worship our God, amen. Mommy, on, we sing this together. Remember those walls that we called seen and shape. now remember those giants we call death and grave they were like mountains that stood in our way but he came and he died and he rose those giants are dead now This is who he
0: is he loves us this is our god this is what he does he says
1: took our breath away, faith so weak that we
0: could barely pray, but we heard every word
1: I do them.
2: This is high. champion.
1: God. We're going to sing a a new song right now. It's called House of Miracles. And um, as we're singing it, I just want you to just remember we're singing This is a House of Miracles, but it's not the building, it's not the church. It's just because Jesus is still moving, He's still speaking. It can be the church, it can be your house, it can be my house. It's because God is in us and he's working through us. So we're gonna just sing that and declare it. He's still moving, he's still speaking, amen. Come on, we sing this out. is a house of
3: worship.
1: This is a place of
4: we pray right now God all across this room miracles Lord miracles Lord miracles Lord miracle working power is present today the miracle working power of God is present right now Holy Spirit come and move upon every heart every mind every body every situation Lord A miracle is when natural natural the, the natural rules and laws of the earth are suspended and god's supernatural power comes and moves in a in an in an unnatural way that's what a miracle is and and the holy spirit is a is a god he's a god of miracles and he wants to do miracles all across this room if you need a miracle in this room raise your hand and the holy spirit is just going to Breathe, he is going to just blow on your, on your spirit, on your body, on your situation, whatever it is. Father, all across this room, Lord, you see the hands, every hand. And Lord, right now, let your Holy Spirit just blow on these situations, Lord. God, financial situations, legal situations, healing situations, physical situations. God, every situation all across this room, we pray, breathe Holy Spirit upon this upon this situation upon whatever it is that's going on and God we pray for the miracle power of God to come and transform to change miracle power of God right now all across this room all across this room there's some of you that you've been waiting for your miracle for a long time it's coming, it's soon the the day is here, it's now today could even be the day Lord, right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, situations that are represented by hands lifted, but they're outside of this church, we pray that your Holy Spirit would impact those situations wherever they are across this globe, that they would be broken, that the miracle would come right now in jesus name holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit breathe breathe on us today every situation more more of your holy spirit god the truth
5: your spirit for miracles that we're going to hear about Lord oh father thank you thank you for sending your spirit thank you Lord for for blessing us with your presence Lord God father we just wait on you whatever you're doing Lord, reveal it to us speak it to us Let us feel your presence. Give us vision, Lord God. We wanna see what you see. We wanna hear what you hear. Oh, Father, we just open ourselves up. Whatever your spirit has today, Lord, we open ourselves up. We open our minds. We open our hearts. We open our lives. We give them fully to you right now, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Welcome to Redeeming Love today. It's great to see you all here. It's great to have our online visitors with us, too. Uh, We are a church who believes in the vision of engaging God, engaging church, and engaging culture. We have our little signs there. You can read them. But we don't just read them. We live them. We live them. That's the way we wanna live our lives. Um, Part of that is living our life with you. And so when you came in, you would have been given a card like this. This is an Engage card. If you didn't get one, please raise your hand and an usher would be happy to bring you one. Um, On the Engage card, on the front, We fill out as much as you're comfortable with, your name. We love to have an email address, because that's a great way for for us to let you know what's happening at Redeeming Love, as well as a a phone number, a cell phone number. And then on the back, there are many, many um, things you can sign up for. If you're online right now, you can fill out this Engage card online at www.redeeminglovechurch.org so you can fill it out now while i'm talking you can fill it out throughout the services Um, special attention to the fact that you can put prayer and praises on there every prayer you put on there is prayed for by many people several times a week so we want you to know that we're praying and we can't pray for you if you don't tell us what you want prayer for and then praise reports as we're praying it's great to hear those praise reports come in because then we're like yes god did it again god did it again and those lift us up and encourage us to pray more and to pray harder and they're a great testimony for you to tell your friends and you tell your friends and then you say you know what people are redeeming love we're praying and you should come you should come if you have a need come and we're going to pray because the spirit of god is here just as the pastor encouraged today saying you know Miracles are happening. Well, they're happening. So bring people who need a miracle. Bring people. All right. So today is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all you wonderful fathers out there. And thank you, Jesus, for being the best father in the world. Right? Right. All right. So I'm going to turn it over to Zach right now, who is going to. Um, I think it's going to go up on the screens, but he's going to. Talk about the community outreach.
6: Yes. And just as, this is my mother for anybody who doesn't know, just as my mom was saying, get people here. If they say, I don't want to come to a whole service, this is the perfect opportunity to get somebody to church. This is a community outreach event. Um, So it's going to be July 8th, 6 p.m. There's going to be food, games, Kona Ice prior to the service. So about 6 o'clock to 7, we'll have that little kind of just party time, bonding time, fellowship time, getting to know all the new people that you guys are going to invite. And then there'll be a small service, short worship, and it's just going to be a great time. Um, This is a, a culmination of multiple people being prompted by the Lord to to put this off. So this wasn't just, hey, let's do it. This was a Holy Spirit prompting. Um, And this is community outreach. We want you to invite people. If if you're here, you're listening, I'm inviting you. So you can't invite anybody here in the room. I've already done it. Find somebody who's not here, invite them, and let's have a great time.
5: All right, we're looking forward to that. We really are. Um, On the on the engage card I just want to go back for a minute first of all there's water baptism and baby dedication in red so if you're interested in that check it but I really want to point out the opportunities to serve we have an opportunity in live feed um, and I know what you're thinking because you're probably thinking what I'm thinking yeah I'm so not techie I could not help at all but the good news here is we have some really awesome teachers back there who know their stuff and so if you're interested in live feed, now live feed, if you don't know what that means, it means our online viewing. And so our online viewing is super important. And I, I it's important, when I was out for 12 weeks, I couldn't be here for eight weeks. We didn't have it then. And my husband would set up a little phone there and he'd FaceTime me at home. We have grown so much since then, right? So much since then, but it draws people who are even outside. So we may be sporadic in that um, as we're as we're recruiting, and so you know we will put up a little thing on there that says it's unavailable today. Um, but we're believing that that won't have to happen often because we're believing that people will raise up and take the challenge and say, you know what, I'm ready to learn, I can do this, I'll commit and I'll be here. So if that's you, check AV and live feed, okay? All right? I won't make you raise your hand if you're interested. The teacher in me really wants to make you do that. (laughs) But put it on here, okay? Put it on here, all right? So we're gonna pray and dismiss the kids. Everybody just reach your hand out bless these little ones in the name of the lord father we thank you for the teachers we thank you for the children lord we're just excited about what you're doing as they go through those doors fill them with the holy spirit and cause them to be the next generation of leaders here at redeeming love in jesus name amen so we are excited to have pastor tom bring the message after these messages Thank you.
4: Amen. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Well, with something that's this uh, profound. You would think that it would be highly intentional, but it's not. Uh, This is actually completely and totally by the spirit of God that we have my spiritual father preaching today on Father's Day. Uh, We're supposed to be ending, share Jesus, and and the Lord just said, no, go go a few more weeks, and so this is one of those add-on weeks, and then... Uh, Pastor Tom, I always love to have him share during this topic. And uh, he said, well, listen, you can have me this Sunday, but not next Sunday. And I said, all right, well, then there it is. We're going to have you preach on Father's Day. So I'm going to have my spiritual dad come and talk to you guys here on Father's Day about sharing Jesus with others. So come on. Welcome, Pastor Tom.
7: (laughs) Thank you, Pastor Matt. What an honor. Thank you, guys. What an absolute honor to just have a a part and a place in Pastor Matt and Pastor Stacy's life. Just real quick, a spiritual dad in no way, shape, or form replaces a physical dad. Uh, Pastor Matt has got an incredible father, and uh, uh, I just come alongside and and, uh, help a little bit where you've done a great job, Rich, just a great job. SO LET'S PRAY AND THEN LET'S GET STARTED. Um, uh, I WON'T KEEP YOU MORE THAN TWO OR THREE HOURS, SO LET'S SEE IF WE CAN'T GET INTO THIS. FATHER GOD, YOU ARE AMAZING. FIRST OF ALL, LORD, WE JUST SAY HAPPY FATHER'S DAY TO YOU, OUR EARTHLY CUSTOM. WE RECOGNIZE YOU, OUR HEAVENLY FATHER. GOD, AND WE JUST APPRECIATE AND WE AFFIRM EVERY DAD HERE TODAY. Lord, we pray uh, for those whose today is a mixed bag, Lord, uh, a mixed bag of emotions. We we pray the comfort of the Holy Spirit upon them. We pray for joy to overshadow regret, and we just pray for holy and heavenly help today. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to take this off because it's hot up here you guys don't mind thank you pastor Matt and and, uh, a happy father's day to pastor Matt we don't call him father Matt but in many many respects he's a spiritual father to all of us and how many of you want to just thank God for our father our our father medic amen so those of you that have never heard me uh I've been here for a while a long while I, I, I mean, it, I've spoken over 2,000 sermons to this congregation, more if you add on the seven years before I, I came to be the senior pastor. That's one of the reasons why I don't even talk to myself. I can't stand to hear my own voice anymore, but, uh, but it's a joy and a thrill. And thank you, Pastor Matt, for inviting me to come up here today. All of those years, the 23 years of pasturing here, I did enjoy very much feeding my sheep, if, I, if it's okay to use that old school expression. But uh, I want to just say to you, in a moment of truth, as much as I enjoyed that, that did not come close to the joy that Lynn and I experienced uh, over the years of sharing Jesus, and yet there's even no greater joy than leading someone to Christ. Yeah. And so today I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, wanting to, um, to bring this truth to you, hope to impart something to you. This truth is ever before me, and I never, ever lose sight of it. The truth of the matter is all of us have sinned and all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And so because of that, we've reaped the wages of sin, which is spiritual death, not physical, but spiritual, bringing the catastrophic consequences of being eternally separated from God, confined to a prison of torment and regret in darkness for eternity. That was our, that is what, THE ENEMY DESTINED US TO BE. AND THEN THE LIGHT OF GOD CAME TO US. THE GOOD NEWS OF THE LORD JESUS CHRIST. SO WHEN I TURNED TO JESUS BACK IN 1973, AND I MADE JESUS CHRIST MY LORD AND MY SAVIOR, HE COMMUTED THAT DEATH SENTENCE. HE COMMUTED THAT DEATH SENTENCE. HE ADOPTED ME INTO HIS FAMILY. HE MADE ME HIS SON. HE GAVE ME THE FREE GIFT OF ETERNAL LIFE. AND I AM FOREVER GRATEFUL. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS, HE THAT'S BEEN FORGIVEN MUCH LOVES MUCH. THAT'S WHY BOB HENRY LOVES THE LORD SO MUCH, AND RICH LOVES THE LORD SO MUCH. OH, MY GOSH, YOU SHOULD HAVE SEEN WHAT THEY WERE FORGIVEN OF. BUT ANYWAY, WE WON'T GET INTO THAT RIGHT NOW. I WANT TO SHARE WITH YOU SOMETHING, AND I'M GOING TO GIVE YOU THE takeaway IN THE BEGINNING. THIS IS WHAT I WANT YOU TO TAKE AWAY FROM THIS MORNING'S MESSAGE. I want to share with you a very beautiful expression of our Father's heart. And when you earnestly desire this expression to be a part of you, and you want this to overflow in your daily life, it's going to alleviate all unnecessary, and the key word is unnecessary. It will alleviate all unnecessary fear and anxiety when it comes to sharing Jesus. That stuff is not necessary. But I'm going to share with you a key component and a beautiful expression. And before I do, I just want to say this again and again, because Pastor Matt has reinforced this. I don't share Jesus almost daily because I'm, I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a Christian. I'm a son of God. It's my responsibility. Lynn and I are not evangelists. We are just responsible Christians. Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 17, this is the Passion Translation, Come follow me and I will transform you into fishers of men. That's a transformation that can, can take years and years and years. It's a beautiful transformation. I, I share Jesus differently today than I did years ago because I'm being constantly transformed uh, uh, daily into the likeness of God. And this invitation to come and follow me was not just for uh, Simon, and it was not just for Andrew. He used that illustration because they were, they were fishermen, and they could understand that. But that invitation is for you and I to follow Jesus, and he'll make us fishers of men, remember in Matthew twenty-eight, it's the great commission, not the great suggestion. And so we want to be soul winners. So I'm going to give you uh, three questions, and then a po- uh, three scriptures, and then a pop quiz. So this is interactive. You can blurt it out when I'm done. What the answer is? Three quick scriptures: Luke chapter seven, uh, verses eleven. Th- excuse me, eleven through seventeen. Now it happened the day after that Jesus went to a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. And when he had came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was now a widow. And a large crowd from that city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion. And he said to her, don't weep. AND THEN HE CAME AND HE TOUCHED THE OPEN COFFIN AND THOSE WHO CARRIED HIM STOOD STILL AND HE SAID, YOUNG MAN, I SAY TO YOU, ARISE. SO HE WHO WAS DEAD SAT UP AND BEGAN TO SPEAK AND HE PRESENTED HIM TO HIS MOTHER. WOW, CAN YOU IMAGINE THAT? THEY'RE CARRYING THIS DEAD SON AND THE MOTHER IS JUST BESIDE HERSELF AND JESUS SAW HER. MARK 1, VERSE uh, 40-42, through NOW A LEPER CAME TO JESUS, IMPLORING HIM, KNEELING DOWN saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. The last scripture here, Matthew 14, 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. So let me ask you, what's the common thread that ties these three scriptures together? Compassion. Compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. One of the definitions of compassion is a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is hurting or in pain or who has had misfortune. And it's accompanied by a strong desire to help the suffering. You won't find a greater example than Jesus, someone with true compassion. Not only did Jesus have compassion and heal people from physical suffering, he also showed the greatest compassion for mankind when he died on the cross for our sins. Compassion motivated Jesus to minister to people in so many ways. How can we ever forget John 3.16 out of the Amplified Version for God so greatly loved. God so greatly loved me. God so greatly loved, not planet Earth, God so greatly loved human beings that He gave His one and only and begotten Son that whosoever would believe and trust in Him as their Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. ONE OF THE MANY WAYS THAT GOD DEMONSTRATES HIS GREAT LOVE FOR US IS THROUGH COMPASSION. COMPASSION. ISAIAH 63 7 SAYS THIS, I WILL TELL OF THE KINDNESS OF THE LORD. You. Know, SOME PEOPLE WANT TO KNOW WHO IS GOD? <laughs> He's he is kind. He is merciful. He is long suffering. He is patient. He is compassionate. He's God to so many people, but he's father to me. Yeah. This is yeah. this is this is God. This is who I know and who I serve. Isaiah said, I'm going to tell everyone of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. Oh, you dads that are in here, here you go right here. Here's your template. You want to be kind to your children, compassionate to your children. You want to do good things for your children it 's not it 's not that difficult. I grew up with a blank slate in my house, totally blank slate. My dad uh, died uh, when he was thirty two years old. My mom never got remarried. I was seventeen months old i had no earthly recollection of a father. My mother never remarried. There was never a man in my house. And the examples that I had, oh man, a happy alcoholic grandfather and a violent alcoholic uncle. So I I didn't have really good examples of of men. When I gave my life to Christ in 1973, I was 21, and I said, you know what? (laughs) Jesus is the greatest example of a man and God is a father to the fatherless so man I got a dad finally I am going to look I'm going to search every scripture I can about what it means to be a real man and I'm going to do everything in my power to emulate that and I'm still trying this is our men this is our pattern this is our template right here you can't get a better father than your heavenly father. Now, maybe some of you had great dads. You're blessed. But this is my template right here. So, this morning's message is entitled Compassion Compels Us to Share Jesus. Now, I mean, if you're just doing it for any other reason than to be compassionate, it's works, in my humble opinion. It's works. You know, uh, the great, you know, whoever wins the most souls this week gets a bike. You know, whoever wins the most souls this month gets a chainsaw. I mean, the churches have tried all different kinds of things. But really, there's nothing more genuine than just living a life of compassion to those who are less fortunate or less blessed than yeah, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Compassion yeah. compels us to share Jesus. I don't know, if, uh, Sandy, if you're listening online, Sandy Smith, her husband, Alex Smith, was my spiritual father. When I came to Christ, uh, Alex and Sandy lived in Oneonta, New York, and, um, and we would travel to your house, if you're listening, and, uh, in the early weeks when I became a, a Christian, and Alex was one of the greatest soul winners I ever knew. And so a lot of that was imparted to me. You're going to become like your spiritual father. I'm surprised many of you aren't jumping like Pastor Matt jumps, but you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to, to, I took on a certain aspect of my spiritual father. You're going to take on aspects of, of your spiritual father, Pastor Matt. But he, Alex was a soul winner. He's in heaven now. And, uh, I'm telling you countless thousands came to Christ through that incredibly humble man. And he imparted that to me. So, I'm going to give you four key convictions that Lynn and I practice daily. Four key convictions. This isn't a formula. It's a conviction. I try to live my life by conviction, and I try to live my life by principle. When I don't want to do something, I'll do it because it, I'm principled. On principle alone, I'm doing this. <laughs> Pastor Matt said, how about you share this Sunday? On principle alone, I'm not going to say no to him did I want to preach? On...
3: <laughs>
7: no, no, I didn't want to preach. My flesh was wanted to be lazy. This is Father's Day weekend. So he texted me last night, how are you doing? I said, not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't try to guilt him. But anyway, um, so these are anyway, Pastor Matt, out of principle alone, I wanted to preach. But anyway, these are four patterns that this is something that uh, how we pattern our life. Okay, number one, 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1, Paul said, I want you to pattern your life after me just as I patterned my life after Christ. So the takeaway from this is pattern your life after Christ. You know, Paul said, he could, Paul could say, follow me as I follow Christ. I don't want to say that. Pattern your life after Jesus. And we saw scripture after scripture after scripture of Jesus being compassionate. Compassion, compassion is the Father's heart. It's his heart. So we want to be like him. Colossians 3 verse 12, the English standard version says this, put on then as God's chosen ones. We're chosen. So we want to clothe ourselves." with compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Now, this is taken a, a, a real back seat to put on the armor of God. That's all we're Put on the armor of God. So every day, you're like, we're dressing ourselves. We're putting on the armor of God. And yet, this is oftentimes forgotten. Listen, the, you put on the armor of God daily, but this is like going out of the house without your pants on. You have got to clothe yourself with this put on clothe yourself as god's holy ones clothe yourselves with a compassionate heart i've talked to pastors they say i don't really like people but it's the anointing that helps me i'm like man somebody ought to shoot you you know how do you pastor without loving people how can you pastor without loving people is it a job because i can think of better jobs You know, people are like, well, I don't go to church anymore, Pastor, because I got hurt by the church. I'm like, you know how many times I got bit by rabid sheep? I still go to church. You know, the older I get, man, I'm letting it fly now. It's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, you think you've been hurt? Well, let me tell you how I've been hurt, by you sheep. Well, there's truth and laughter. But anyway... As you dress yourself every morning, memorize this verse and get into the habit of saying it out loud. Stand in front of the mirrors if you're getting dressed. Today, I'm clothing myself with kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and I will look forward to practice these with a heart of compassion toward all. You know, just memorize that verse. And when you're getting ready to go out today, God, who, I'm all dressed up, man, You know, it's like dressed up and nowhere to go. Well, look, I'm dressed up, baby. I got compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. I'm proud to say that. And I'm looking forward to meeting somebody that I can share this with. Now, that's where soul winning gets fun. I mean, it looks fun. Well, that's only the first one. These next three are going to take about five hours. Number two, look for daily compassion triggers. Look for daily compassion triggers as you go through your day. You're going to come across someone and and they might be suffering. They they might have become sick or diseased. They might be fearful. They might be in lack of food or they can't pay a bill or they're depressed or discouraged. See, now, if you've clothed yourself in such a fashion, when you see these people, what is the least thing you can do for these people? Absolutely, pray. You can pray for these people. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. So, that's that's a connection. He comforts us so... We can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. One, a, a very deep theological book that I love to read again and again, Paul Bilheimer wrote, Don't Waste Your Sorrows. Where he encourages us, look, whatever you've gone through, don't waste it. Don't waste those tears, invest in other people and comfort other people. If you've suffered loss, if you've suffered sorrow, if you've been infirmed and God healed you, if he's helped you in any way, you take that comfort that you felt from God and you comfort others with it. So one of the many ways we can comfort an unfortunate person is to pray for them. And I'm gonna share with you uh, shortly how Lynn and I have used that prayer evangelism, we've used prayer evangelism to win many, many souls to the Lord. So I just used the term prayer evangelism can become lifestyle evangelism, which is demonstrated through servant evangelism or friendship evangelism. Whatever you want to say, all four of these things are good. They're life, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit on a uh, stand on a street corner and use a bullhorn and tell people they're going to hell. I'm in no relationship with these people. People don't care to hear what I have to say until they care until they know that I care for them. Right, right. When they know that I care for them, then they're indebted in a sense and they're like, "Yeah, well, yeah, tell me about this Jesus." And so I love prayer evangelism. I love li- it because it's a lifestyle evangelism and it's demonstrated through servant evangelism or friendship evangelism. Only after someone knows you care will they hear gladly the hope you need to share, and that's Jesus. So, what I try to do is memorize or be able to at least find promises in the Bible that relate to common struggles. You're gonna run into somebody and, and you know, they're like, oh my, I, I'm, so, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of what's going on in, in the world today, really? Well, can I pray for you? And then as I pray for them, I go, you know, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. The psalmist cried out and he said, whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. See, if you will quote scripture, scripture is living it's alive it gets into a person's spirit it helps them it brings them help it brings them hope and don't preach at someone talk with them always include scripture 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 and you don't have to say well it says in the bible in first john 3 verse 16 just delete that and just say what the word says and don't get into, well, the King James says that. No, don't, you're not teaching a theological discourse. You're praying compassionately and you're sharing God's word. And you let the Holy Spirit, as you lift up his name, the Holy Spirit will draw all men to you. Remember, we're sharing good news. Right. We're sharing the good news like Pastor Matt was teaching the other day about the power of the testimony. We're sharing good news. Oh, listen, you got trouble. Let me tell you, you're the trouble. Oh, my God, the devil. You know, the devil's been after me. People, the the heathen don't want to hear the devil's after them. They want to hear good news. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. I'm not saying sweep stuff under the rug, but it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Someone said to me one time, uh, you know, just in, in, in showing me how to come to Christ, well, you know, when you come to Jesus, you've got to admit that you're a sinner. I'm like, are you kidding me? I work hard to keep that reputation up. That's not a problem for me. I went to confession so many times, I started to change my voice. The priest started asking questions that got me nervous. I'm like, whoa. Then one time he said, Tom, you don't think I know it's you? I, I went to another church. That's it. THIS GUY GAVE ME A SENSE, I'D STILL BE AT THE ALTAR TODAY. YOU KNOW, HOW MANY ROSARIES CAN I SAY? GLORY BE'S OUR FATHERS, HAIL MARY'S. THE LONGER I STAY UP THERE, EVERYBODY'S GONNA KNOW MY BUSINESS. SO I'D CUT A DEAL WITH GOD, ALL RIGHT? I'M GONNA SHOOT YOU A COUPLE OF PRAYERS HERE AND THEN I'LL SAY THE REST AT HOME, WHICH I NEVER DID. THANK GOD. (laughs) THANK GOD FOR GOD'S MERCY. NUMBER FOUR, DON'T FOCUS ON GETTING THAT SINNER SAVED. Don't focus on closing the deal. Don't focus on you're not getting away till I make you say the sinner's prayer. The sinner's prayer is not even in the Bible. Don't focus on closing the deal. Did you ever see a, 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 a somebody fish and they and they're they're a beginner and, and they get so excited they got something on the hook and they go wham like this and they, they snap that rod back so hard that they they just decapitate the fish they're just so excited. <laughs> oh man, when you go soul winning, you get a little nibble, you know. When you're when you're first uh, starting to win souls, you know, it's like first fishing, you know. You had a Pastor Steve doesn't need a bobber. You know, but, but I would need a bobber. I don't know if I got a fish on the line. So I see that little thing wiggle a little bit. And as soon as I see it wiggle, wham! Like that. No, 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 no. You got to set the hook. You know, you got you to, gotta, you know, and if you're not, and, and if, if it's not biting, quit fishing there. Go somewhere else. That's it. Don't ever continue to share Jesus with someone who's argumentative. That's it. You're done. You know, uh, if somebody is arguing with me, I'm done with you. Because I'm not here to debate you. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm lifting up the name of Jesus, and God's going to draw you near. And if you want to argue, I don't have time for you. I really don't. I wipe the dust off my feet and say later. Because you're not ready yet. But I sowed seed. So the point here is, as you lift up the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit draws all men... To himself, we don't win souls; we sow seed. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit draws men near. I love what John chapter four, uh, verse thirty-five says in the in the Passion translations. As the crowds emerged from the village, Jesus said to his disciples, "This is this is a profound piece of scripture. Why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Look at all the people coming yeah. now." is the harvest time. Now. Their hearts, the, the Passion Translation gives us, a, 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 some. it takes some of the nuances and, and, it, and it makes it alive, at least to me. Their hearts are like vast fields of ripened grain ready for a harvest. Everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive a reward. But both those who plant spiritual seeds And those who reap the spiritual harvest will celebrate together with great joy. And this confirms the saying, one sows the seed and another reaps the harvest. I have sent you out to harvest a field that you haven't planted, where many others have labored long and hard before you, and now you are privileged to profit from their labors and reap the harvest. Our job is to sow seed. We just sow seed. I could witness to someone and and sow seed, and five years later, someone else can bring them to Christ, but I sowed the seed. Read the parable of the sower and the seed. There's four ways that that a person can go, but you just sow seed. Don't get discouraged. You just keep sowing seed. Just keep sowing seed. Keep sowing seed. I haven't won someone to Christ this year. That's all right. How much have you sowed seed? Most times, Lynn and I are sowing the love of God. And the Word of God, again and again, after a season we might reap, uh, but most times we're just sowing the Word. We're sowing the Word. We're sowing the Word. We're sowing the Word. We're sowing the Word. Compassion compels you and I to share Jesus. How can you not be moved if you see someone suffering? How can you not be moved by that? We have the answers. And prayer is so vital so let me, uh, let me give you a couple of quick uh, testimonies of what's happened to, to, to Lynn and I over the years. Well, there's a situation. One day I was praying. I don't, often, I don't hear the voice of God, but sometimes I'll get a very strong impulse. And uh, we had a blizzard years and years and years ago. A blizzard. It shut the roads down. The roads were closed. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, go out. Just just go out, go, just drive down Route 7. Well, I said, well that's crazy, but I just had so much joy thinking about it. So I did it. I got in the car, I'm slipping and sliding away like the song goes. And, and before long, I, I, I come against what looked like, it was a car, it was totally buried. The plow went by it, you know, buried the car front, back, side, and and I felt like, hmm, I just felt, you know, go to the car. So I got out of the car, and listen, I can exaggerate better than most, so I tell a good story, but anyway, the snow had to be, there have been times we had two and three foot snowdrops, right? Now, I wasn't breaking the law, you know, but just the roads were closed for your own safety, right? So, um, I go up to the car and I go like this and scared the jibis out of me. There were people inside the car. They had run out of gas. And they were inside the car. And they opened the door, of course, you know, and they said, oh, I can't believe you're here. No one, no one, no one has stopped. No one has stopped to help us. We're huddling in here, we're freezing. I said, well, I know somebody that lives not too far from here. I'll go see if I can get some gas. And I, was, uh, I, I just got saved that year. I remember I was a freshman at Hudson Valley Community College. And, uh, and so uh, that led to another testimony. But anyway, so I got some gas, and I tried to siphon gas. I swallowed a bunch of gas, and I would and, uh, never siphoned gas before. And I put it in the car. We got the car going, and they were like, we don't know how to thank you. We don't know how to thank you. I said, well, you can thank me by letting me pray for you. And i said listen i'm telling you the truth i'm not a wacko here i I was praying and i felt like the lord said to go out someone needed help the whole car came to christ the whole car came to jesus and um i remember going back and saying to this my this antagonistic chem uh, you know chemistry professor what happens if you if you, you know, uh, swallow gas. Well, it should give you, you know, it should burn your stomach. This should happen, this should happen. I said, well, I drank a cup of it, I'll bet you. And I never got sick because Jesus said any deadly thing you drink shall not harm you. And it's like his eyes got big as saucers. And and I was trying to share Christ with him and hope that I didn't get failed. But anyway. (laughs) So that was in the winter. That spring, I just felt compelled to stop into the Krispy Kreme or curver Kreme or whatever it was on uh, on Central Avenue in Colony, and I'm standing in line just waiting for my opportunity to get an ice cream. Somebody taps me on the shoulder, and they said, uh, "Are you? Uh, dis, are you? Did you ever, by any chance, go out into a blizzard and help some people?" And I said, uh, "I said." Well, wow, I, I couldn't recognize that. They had hats over their head and coats and everything. And I said, yeah, yeah, I, I did come to think of it. And they said, well, this is my wife, and these are my three kids, and we all gave our life to Christ that day, remember? And I said, oh, I do remember, I do remember. Where are you going to church? They said, well, we're going to church right down the road there at Our Savior's Lutheran, which was a charismatic Lutheran church. Amen. We've been going to that church ever since we gave our life to Christ. Amen. Totally totally blew me away but compassion compels us to share christ yeah. Yeah. one time i was uh, praying and the lord said uh, go to the chaplain's office on campus and so i i went to the chaplain's office and i and i heard this guy say uh, father how do i know god and uh, the door was here and there was a big bookcase here and he said well i'll read this book and read this book and read this book and read this book finally he's standing next to me I'm in the doorway and I said hey I said you want to know God you come to my apartment tonight I'll introduce you to him he's like are you kidding I said I'm dead serious the priest rolled his eyes and I gave him my address I said I'll see you tonight so we just got started in a little like a small group home fellowship and we're worshiping the Lord there's a knock on the door I open the door and I look up because this guy was six foot seven I look up and he goes he better be here I said oh he's here oh he's here so he comes in now I'm a young Christian right and he comes in and so everything was about feelings and uh, but I had compassion for this guy because he was hungry for God and he wanted answers and he wasn't getting answers and so when the, prayer, when, when, the, when the fellowship was all over with, of course, you know, I'm Italian, and it's all about feelings. And I said, well, did you feel them? He goes, I didn't feel anything. I said, you didn't feel anything? He goes, I didn't feel anything. I said, you need the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> so I lay hands on him. He shoots up speaking in tongues, and I'm like, this guy is goofing on me now. <laughs> That's never happened that fast. How does he even know what tongues are, right? so I got saved and I got three unsaved uh uh you know roommates in this railroad apartment and uh so he won't stop he's screaming he's screaming he won't stop for a half an hour I'm like this guy has got to be putting me on right well he wasn't he got clobbered I mean you talk about renewal he got clobbered finally my roommates dragged me out of bed at two in the morning said get this lunatic out of here we're going to shoot him Matthew never left the house till five in the morning. He got wondrously and gloriously saved. School let out. Again, I felt like, geez, I want to go on a prayer drive. I'd always go on prayer drives, and I felt like the Lord said, "Go to, go to, um, go to Adams, Massachusetts." This guy's name was Gavush. I mean, I never forgot that name. His, his relatives owned a soda. Bottling plant or something like that. So that was back in the day. You guys, you millennials, you have no idea. This is like you know when you could call up and you got an operator to get information. You, did you hear your parents talking about that? You know, you call information, right? And they would personally pick up the phone and know something, right? And so I said uh, they gave me a number and I called and I said, is, is Matt there? And they said, no, no, no. He he's he's a distant relative, but here's his number. Back then, people even trusted you. They give out phone numbers. Cell phones weren't even thought of. And uh, so I call this number. And Matt picks up. And he starts crying and crying and crying hysterically. And he says, meet me at such and such a place. So I met him there. He He got out of his car, nearly killed me, hugging me. And he said i I cried out to the Lord today. I went through so such a difficult time. I said, God, if you're even real, have Tom call me. Wow. I called him that day and saw him. I was moved with compassion somehow some way. Th- these are like the just not too long ago last year, Lynn and I were you know went over to a neighbor's house and, uh, an elderly woman and. We said, Geez, you know, are you all right? You know, and she goes, oh, I don't sleep at night. I'm shot. I'm, I'm just so shot. I said, well, listen, can Lynn and I pray for you? We'd love to pray for you. So we prayed for her, and, and God touched her, and she started weeping, and she couldn't. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. I said, well, I'll tell you who you can't thank enough is Jesus. She gave her heart to the Lord right there, a woman in her 80s because we were just simply moved because she was distraught because she hadn't slept. And so that allowed us to, to uh, you know, pray uh, for her to receive the Lord. Another time, you know, I know that some people just want an RV to go have fun, but we like to RV to win souls. <laughs> anyway, so one time Lynn and I were RVing because uh, we love to win souls anyway and we like to RV but we don't RV but we're going to RV because I know we're going to RV this time but anyway so I've told you this story before the, We this bike was up you know five feet away from our, our little uh, RV and, and uh, I just kept looking at it like why would anybody leave a nice bike like that it's not even chained so we just kind of felt responsible to protect it anyway this young college girl comes up and she finally grabs her bike and we go oh that's your bike you know we've had our eye on that bike just we're glad that it's you and uh how come you left your bike there and she said well I went hiking but I kind of got lost and and uh you know, I thought it was going to go for an hour and I wound up going for three or four hours. And I said, Well, you must be thirsty. Can we get you, uh, you know, an ice cold, uh, uh, you know, a bottle of water? She said, Oh, I would love that. So we gave her a bottle of water and I said, Well, you must be hungry. I said, Why don't you have dinner with us? I mean, we, we brought the kitchen with us. It's right in here. Why don't you have dinner? I've never done that. I've always said, Hey, Lynn, do you mind? I said, Well, my wife won't mind. Hey, Lynn and this girl's coming to dinner with us, right? And she's like, oh, well, that's nice, honey, you know? So she she sits down. We're in, uh, you know where we were? Uh, we were in, um, what was it? Point Judith, Rhode Island, Judith, Rhode Island watching the surfers. You, you might have been out there surfing. Well, if you were, you were pretty young. But anyway, because uh, that, that was in 2014. But, um, so this girl sits down, and we always pray, that uh, no one's going to ask the dreaded question, what do you do? Because once somebody finds out, well, what do you do? You're a pastor? Well, <laughs> that's it. You can't get away. Oh, well, I just wanted to unload my heart and tell you every bad thing that's ever happened to me, you know? So, uh, But this time I was bold. I said, I'm a pastor. She goes, you are? She goes... Uh, I've never talked to a pastor before. I said, well, here you go. We're real. I said, shoot, ask me anything. She goes, my roommate's born again. She said, she's trying to get me to be born again. Do you know anything about being born again? And Lynn and I said, well, matter of fact, we know a thing or two about a thing or two about being born again. That girl came to Christ right there. Why? Because we just simply had compassion and gave her a drink of cold water. And she came to Christ. We could have said, man, what a fool, you know. Jeez, leaving a nice bike like that. We can't be bothered. But you, If you can't be bothered as a Christian, you're backslidden. You need to see Pastor Matt. You need to go through deliverance class. We should be bothered by the unsaved. We should be bothered by the unsaved enough to share Christ with them and then i'll quickly share a couple of things because i've never gone this short ever and so uh it's only 34 minutes into the message i never had a clock like that when i was preaching we might have had more people but anyway uh, so we we actually had a we actually pastored a couple of churches when i pastored redeeming love here you guys didn't know that we pastored a church for 20-some years in our back neighborhood. We walked that back neighborhood for 20-some years and those people we considered to be our sheep. And we, we prayed and prayer walked that neighborhood for 20 years, and I'm telling you people today, if, if we're walking, we can't just go for a walk. Uh, a, a simple 20-minute walk it, almost every day is an hour and a half, because somebody is coming out. Hey, would you pray for this? Hey, did you know this? Can you pray for this? That's one of the beautiful things about being semi-retired. So anyway, we've been praying for this one family for ages. Uh, their, their son's last name, their son's name is our name, and jo- our son's name Joshua, and so we've always you know kind of connected. And all of a so Lynn one day says to, to the wife, you know, hey, what's going on, you look kind of downcast. She said, I'm stunned, I'm shocked. She said, my husband just went for a routine physical, found out he's got stage four cancer. He's in his 40s. I said, oh, listen, we got to pray for him. She said, would you please? I said, absolutely. Matter of fact, there's no better time than now. Let's pray now. So we go in, we start sharing the word with this gentleman, we start praying with this gentleman. Is there any reason why you can't give your life to Christ right now? Let's do it, he says. He's an engineer. Let's do it right now. Right now, not as analytical as you, but he because he's a sound engineer, but that's okay, Brett. So, anyway, but um, he gave his life to Christ that day, why? Because we we're moved with compassion, yeah. yep. that's all. Yep. Because we, he was a priority, he's a priority. Compassion compels us to share Christ. And I'll leave you with this last one, because this is profound. Um, again, we were on the campground, and I didn't uh, secure the pin uh, in the bike rack. And when I took off, the bike rack fell down. I can't see it. That RV we had didn't have a, a camera. And a guy came running out and said, "Hey, you're dragging your bikes," you know. And so, you know, just for ten feet or so, he was the guy next to us. So. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. He goes, hey, man, you you look like, why don't you, ha- when you come back, why don't you have some hot dogs with us? You, you know how that is, Rich. Everybody's friendly on the campground, even you. So so we, uh, <laughs> you're friendly on a campground. So we said, yeah, yeah, we'll look forward to doing that. And so we came back, and we started having some hot dogs, and just, you know, and I said, look, we're going to go walk the canal. Uh, why don't you guys want to come yeah they said so this is friendship evangelism now friendship evangelism to our knowledge there's not a need that we're moved with but it's friendship evangelism there's all you know there's another time I just went and cut somebody's grass because I felt like the Lord said to cut his grass and that's servant evangelism so we just started to to you know hey we're you know we're on the campground we're gonna go do this you guys want to join us He starts sharing his heart with me and telling me all kinds of stuff that's going on in his life. And now it's time to go. They're moving on. And I don't feel a witness in my heart to to even, you know, go beyond just being friendly. You know, there's times when the Holy Spirit restrains you. I didn't even share Christ at this point. I was just sharing the love of God through us to him. And so he says, OK, well, we're going on to Rhode Island. Uh, and I said, hey, well, maybe you we'll see you there. He goes, not a chance in H-E-L-L you'll get in there. He said, it took us two years to get in there. You'll never get in there. Well, just something inside me said, oh, yeah? <laughs> but I, did, I didn't say, oh, yeah, you'll see. I said, "Ah, oh, well, you never know. Maybe, maybe we'll see you. Now, we had a, a, a vintage Toyota RV, and on the side of it said Spirit. And that was the model, spirit, how appropriate, right? So you can't miss that thing, right? A little 21-footer. So I said, Lynn, we're going to go there. <laughs> yeah, but he said you can't get in. But we both said, oh, no, I, that's not, I just think we, we've got an appointment here. So we pull up to the, to the, uh, to the place, and I said to the guy, uh, hey, you got any opens? He goes, nope. He's, had, he's got a clipboard. He goes, nope. He goes, you got a a prior reservation? I said, no, we don't. But uh," he goes, then you can't come in here. I said, well, maybe someone uh, canceled. He goes, never do. They never do. I said, listen, listen, I drove a long way. Will you just please check and see? He goes, no need to check and see. You can't get in here without a reservation. I said, I get that. But would you please just check and see if there's a last minute cancellation? He goes, yeah, okay. He goes, you know, if it makes you happy. But you'll never get in here. He comes back, he scratches his head, he goes, this has never happened. We just got a, we just got a cancellation. It's an oceanfront site. I said, eh, well, we'll take it. So, <laughs> so, we motor into this place and we set up in the, in oceanfront, right? The, where everybody wants and you can't get it. And I'm telling you, 10 minutes later, this guy comes running. What the, how about blankety, blankety, blank did you get in here? I thought, I said, well, we just know people. <laughs> he goes, we've been wanting to get oceanfront for 20 years. I said, well, you don't, you, you don't know the right person.
3: <laughs>
7: I said, I know people. He says, so, uh, so but I still didn't tell him we were Christians, right? So he goes... Um, uh, I said, look, we're going to go kayaking tomorrow. He goes, well, give me your phone number. He goes, you know, and I said, yeah, fine. So I gave him my phone number. Well, I forgot to say hi. I forgot to change my recording. Hi, this is Pastor Tom. Please leave a message. So he calls the thing, and he, and he gets it. Then he sees me the next day, and he's visibly upset. He's like, i got to ask you a question. I said, what's that? He goes, are you a man of the cloth? And I said... <laughs> Well, I've been called a lot of things. They said, I've been never been called that. He goes, don't give me this blankety-blankety-blank. He goes, are you a minister or something? Are you a reverend? I said, well, I don't know how reverend I am. I said, but I'm a pastor. You got a problem with that? He goes, what the blankety-blank are you doing hanging out with a, with, with a guy like me? I said, I like heathens. What can I tell you? I said, <laughs> I said, God loves heathens. He goes. I just told you every illegal thing I ever did. Are you a narc or something? I said, No, I'm a pastor. He goes. Well, aren't you bothered by what I told you? I said, You didn't bother me. I said, You're a heathen. I said, Pigs are supposed to roll in the mud. That. That. I tell you the truth. I said, Pigs are supposed to roll in the mud. I rolled in the mud. I said, You know, so it doesn't bother me. I said, I like you. Besides, I like you. I said, You're a nice guy. He goes, I don't know about that, but anyway. So that we take a, a walk down here, and Lynn goes down the beach with his wife, and his wife shares a devastating thing that happened to her when she was a young woman that completely altered her life, just, just struggled with depression because of such a tragedy that happened to her. And, and Lynn kept telling her, but God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. It was so hard for her to accept that. God loves you, God loves you. So they still wanted to hang out with us for the next couple of days because we were friendly and we were compassionate. So now it's time to go. And uh, I said to Lynn, you got to pray for me. I said, I'm going in here. I said, I just feel like now's the time to share Christ. I have never shared Jesus like this in my entire life, right? This guy was a union steam fitter, Hulkamaniac, rip your head off kind of guy, and uh, and uh, I, uh, I, I said, pray for me. So I go over, and I knock on the, on the trailer, and I said, listen. I said, your wife wants to give her life to Christ, but she's afraid of you. So this is what you need to do. You need to man up, stop this nonsense, get on your knees, and you need to ask Christ to come into your life right now. He goes, OK. <laughs> I've never done that in my life. I thought, I'm going to get killed, right? Well, doesn't God meet him in a powerful way? Hits him, knocks him. He's by himself, him and his wife, on their knees, in their camper. He gets knocked over by the power of the Holy Spirit. He comes knocking on our door. He goes, what the blank just happened to me? He just saved, right? I mean, you don't get transformed like, what did thou, what? How did thou, what did thou happen to me? You 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 don't start speaking King James like five minutes after you get saved, right? I said, well, listen, when a human comes in contact with God, something gives, and it's not God. And he wanted to prove to you that he's really said, I've never cried in 20 years. I said, well, now that you gave your life to Christ, you know, we'll help you as much as we can walk with you. And um, so a number of years back, when was it, Lynn? It was like two years ago. Two years ago, um, as my wife was now approaching her golden years. <laughs> She's gonna be 60 in August, so, so she was like 58 then, and she said, uh, it was her birthday. I go, honey, what's the matter?
3: She goes, ah, just
7: having a tough, tough time. I go, why are you having a tough time? She goes, I, I, just, wanna, I just wanna know, am I making a difference? Is, does my, am I making a difference? And, uh, and I said, well, of course you are. She goes, no, I just need to know. Am I making a difference? And, and what happened? Just minutes after you prayed that, you, you got a microphone you can give to Lynn right there? She'll tell. Now, this, this is the only time Lynn can tell the story better than me. <laughs> My lovely wife. <laughs> is it on? Okay. I, uh my better half here. I couldn't do what I do without her.
8: I specifically said, you're not going to call me up there, right? No, 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 honey, I'm not going to call you up.
3: Flexibility is the key to survival. <laughs> and that's what
8: he said. Anyhow, th- it's, it happened just the way my husband said it happened. And um, so I think it was two years ago, and I was like, I, I'm not a depressed person, but it was my birthday. And Tom kept on saying, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? What do you want to do? I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go to a restaurant. I have enough stuff. I don't need anything. And he left the room, and I just pulled the covers over my head. And I said, Lord, I just want to know that I'm making a difference for eternity. And isn't that our greatest desire as Christians?" And I kid you not, I think it was about an hour later, because we were on our way to meet Stephanie at the restaurant to celebrate our birthdays. And the phone rings and it's this woman that had gotten saved years before. And she said, I just felt to call you today and tell you that I don't know what I would do or where my husband and I would be if you weren't at the campground that day. She said, you have made such a difference in my life in the way that you prayed with me to receive the Lord. I just did that with my best friend. And the way you showed me to read the Bible, now I'm teaching my friend how to read the Bible. Wow. So that's, that's a true story, and yeah. it's like, yeah, it was awesome. I, st- I still yeah. think about that. It blows my mind.
7: So, honey, don't go anywhere, because we've got to close now. I see Pastor Matt's getting fidgety. Anyway, my son is getting fidgety. Richard, you've got to take care of him. Listen. Compassion compels us to share Christ. I'm blessed to have a wife who's a soul winner. And so it doesn't matter. If there's something, nothing comes before soul winning, it doesn't matter. We understand we gotta drop what we're doing because nothing else matters. You understand we were all hell bound and Christ commuted our sentence and he gave us the free gift of eternal life. There's no better, greater business you can conduct on the earth than to win someone to Christ. Yeah. I can't even begin to imagine when we see people in heaven and there's a there's a reunion and they say thank you for leading us to Jesus and we turn around and say thank him for what he did for us. There, there's no, we don't get any credit and yet somehow, someway God rewards us it's from the scripture we just shared. So Lynn and I are going to pray for you, and we're going to ask God that he would give you an impartation. Many of you flow in this, but we're going to ask God to give you an impartation. So would you bow your heads, please? First off, we want to just give you an invitation. If you've never given your life to Christ, why delay? Today is the day of salvation. IT'S NOT A SINNER'S PRAYER THAT YOU PRAY, it's, it's, a, IT'S A HEARTFELT, IT'S YOUR HEARTFELT CRY, LORD, FORGIVE ME OF MY SINS. COME INTO MY LIFE, I SURRENDER MY LIFE TO YOU AND, to, and I MAKE YOU MY LORD AND MY SAVIOR. THANK YOU FOR FORGIVING ME OF MY SINS. IF YOU'VE SINCERELY PRAYED THAT PRAYER, then Jesus Christ has now become your Lord and Savior. You have just been, the prison door has just been opened. You've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness. God has put you on a bus and brought you into the kingdom of his beloved son. And you are heaven bound. And now Lynn and I pray for you. That this impartation of compassion would come to you. That you would never be the same that your focus would be on uh, just ministering the same comfort that you were comforted with and that you would minister that comfort to others.
8: And um, maybe some of you aren't, you just don't feel the compassion sometimes. I've been there, I've been on empty. Um, I'm a mercy gift, so unfortunately, I feel the hurts of the world. But you know, if we lack, the Bible says we ask of God, And so, Father, right now we come before you, Lord. We don't always have the compassion that you have on people, Lord. But I pray that you would help us every day to remember that people are like sheep without shepherds, that people are are children without fathers, Lord. Help us to never take our salvation for granted, Lord. But for the grace of God, we would be hell-bound, Lord. We would be lost. We would be confused. We would have an identity crisis but you have redeemed us, you've called us by name. You've lavished us with your love, calling us the children of God. And so, Father, I pray right now that every open heart will receive a download of the compassion of God into their hearts, especially for the lost, Lord. And we thank you for that. Bless your people, we ask, in Jesus' name.
7: Thank you, Pastor Matt and Pastor Stacy, for the privilege of sharing your pulpit amen. happy father's day to you
4: amen. amen 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 pastor tom has stories like that he could go on and on and on and on i uh, love to hear every one of them uh we're going to receive the offering right now and one thing that i want to uh so i have a little story to tell you when we were uh, doing our membership interviews i got to sit with sandy smith Uh, who Pastor Tom was talking about and uh, she was telling us how, uh, well, uh, Alex is a soul winner and for a brief period of time they had a church on the other side over on Pauling Avenue uh, and they ministered to international students, saving some and teaching others to share the gospel. And for a Number of years, I mentioned that our missions giving has doubled in the past year. For a number of years, part of the missions giving that we give here at Redeeming Love went to support Alex and Sandy in the work in their little church over on Pauling Avenue, ministering to these international students. Many of those international students were from China. These highly intellectual Chinese students that came to America to learn, wound up learning, uh, getting saved, learning how to share the gospel. And now they are leading people to Christ in the underground church in China. And so your missions giving, your giving that we give away in missions is leading thousands. Pastor Tom said thousands and thousands. I'm sure at this point, if we count the people that those students who Alex led to the Lord and taught to share the gospel, the numbers that they're saving in China, it's tens of thousands and tens of thousands, all because a little church on Woodward Avenue gave to the Lord and we gave to support a mission, a, a, a ministry that would teach others. And now those missionaries have gone back to China and they're preaching in the underground church there. Amen. 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 Do it again, Lord. Amen. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. God, open more opportunities uh, for us as a church to be able to sow into missionaries who would bring Your word, who would bring Your hope to foreign nations, God, both far and wide. God, Asia, Africa, Europe. God, every place where the the gospel needs to go. God, God, send uh, send people here, God, that we could send them there, Lord. God, we thank you in Jesus' name for all that you do. Bless every giver this morning in Jesus' name. Uh, and finally, we just want to pray a blessing over every dad in here. We have uh, a special gift for all of the dads today. We have hats. Uh, there's three different hats, three different sayings on them, and these stickers that are on here. So we put stickers on here. There's a trend going on. It's been outgoing for years. It's probably, might, I don't know, it might be dying trend right now. But you leave the sticker on. And so the sticker says, helmet of salvation, oh. helmet of salvation. So it's a special sticker we had made up, put on the hats for all you dads. So if you're dad, grab your, grab your hat on the way out. And if I could just have uh, strong men, strong faith, strong families. Yeah. I like that. Strong men, strong faith. There's three different styles. This is just the one that I have in my hand. Strong men, strong faith, strong families. And this is exactly the way that it works. Strong men with strong faith have strong families. And so this is what we need more and more of in the kingdom. So if you're a dad in here, if you're a father, I just want you to stand up. I want to pray a father's blessing over every father in the room. And if, you're, if, and if you want to be a dad, if, you, uh, if you're having trouble uh, ha- becoming a dad for whatever reason, if you know somebody um, who's struggling, uh, that they, somebody can't get pregnant and they can't become a dad, I want you to stand up in their place because this isn't just for us. This is for everybody. So right now, just uh, those of you around, just stretch your hand out and grab uh, one of these men that are standing. Father, we impart a supernatural spiritual blessing to every father in the room. God, we pray that every father here today would be a strong man of faith, Lord. God, that we would walk in the ways that you've called us to walk. God, that we would be an example for those, our sons, our sons that surround us, Lord. God, even for every spiritual dad in the room, we pray uh, that we would be a great example for our spiritual sons. And Father, I just pray the blessing of God. God, upon our children and upon our children's children and upon our children's children's children, Lord. Father, we pray a generational blessing all across this room today on every father, on every son, on every grandson, God, on every man in the room, Lord. Father, bless fathers today in jesus name amen thank you guys we will see you next week thanks for coming prayer teams will be available up underneath the screens if you need prayer for anything